Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. This episode is brought to you by DrawYouPicture.com, where I, your host, James Kennison, can draw you a picture for pretty darn cheap. You need a ministry or a small business logo, t-shirt design, podcast cover art? Great. But if you need a tattoo design, I don't do that crap. See what I've done for others and see what I do for you at DrawYouPicture.com. And it's not because I'm against tattoos. It's so darn permanent, that's all. This is Carrie, and you're listening to That Story Show. Enjoy. That's right. You're listening to That Story Show. Welcome to it. The show that shares your funny real-life stories so you can laugh and feel better. You know, because a merry heart does good like a medicine and all that stuff. This is episode 233, brought to the week of October 28th, 2014. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. And with me today, in uh, in place of John Steinklobber, standing in for John Steinklobber, as they say, is the one, the only, uh, Chris Cowan. Welcome to the show, Chris Cowan. Hey, well, I'm not the one and only. If you do a Google search, there's a lot of me. But there thanks are. for having me on the show. Some are older, some are younger, all are better looking. I I, I was looking for your image today, actually, and I only found one <laughs> of you. Um, yeah. But uh, Chris Cowan is is coming in t- to us from uh, Break Room Studios. You guys might know him from his uh, flagship show, Pop Mockers, and uh, his alter ego uh, podcast called uh face off or something what's it called again face success face success face success face that's right it's awesome it's awesome um (laughs) you can learn you can learn a lot of stuff about how to make thousand of dollars a month (laughs) if you go check out uh successface.com so my successface.com my successface because success face was taken apparently it was. That's it was. a scary thing. Was it for sale for a thousand dollars? Like that kind of gone, or was somebody has somebody set up an Avon counter? Online? It was just. Some, it was just some weird, random website. I can't even describe it. It was just weird. Yeah, I, I used to do uh, a podcast called PodcastStarter.com, and somebody. Yeah. And I, and I let it go, and now if you go there, somebody just put up a one page slightly dated article on how to start a podcast and that's a good use of it. But if you go yeah. to some of my other ones, there's just a lot of Japanese and or Chinese writing and uh, a picture of some dentures. And, I, <laughs> and I don't know, it, it's been that way for three years since I let it go, but somebody must wow. be making money or, or something off those dentures. Maybe it's a pop culture thing over there. I don't know, but I wish yeah. them well. Um, real quick, before we jump into our backstory segment, I wanted to mention something amazing. Uh, the NL cast baby has been born. Uh, if you're, if you're new and you're just tuning in and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, this show caused 
two people, Chris and Alita, to meet, mostly through John, but I claim all of it. Uh, Different Chris. Yeah, not this Chris, another Chris. They met and they married and they just had a baby. So congratulations to Alita and Christopher uh, Tichnell on their new baby born Friday, October 24th. She weighed several pounds and some ounces and uh, (laughs) she was lots of inches long. That's what I hear anyway. I don't really care about all that. Her name was not Lucy or John as we demanded. They went with uh, Anna Kristen or is it Christine or is it one of those things she's going to have to deal with her entire life? It's Christine. It's Kristen. Is it one of those ones where it's like a weird spelling? Like instead of the typical Christine, it's like spelled with a Q. I, I think it is Kristen, but people will okay. still do it. It's K R I S T I N. So Kristen. Yeah, that, I think okay. it's pretty clear. But I'm I'm I represent all the stupid people in the world. I'm like the captain <laughs> of the team, and I don't know if it's Kristen or Christine. So we'll see. It's probably the opposite of the one that I picked. Uh, it's time for some backstory. That's where we share a story from the last seven days or so, because we're all about that. Here's mine. Um, I went to church the other day. I do that sometimes. Not as often as I should, um, because since I am free now and no longer an active getting paid by the man pastor, I get to go whenever I want. It's kind of cool. I now know what it's like for the other 99%, you know? It's really kind of fun. (laughs) You get you get your holidays, you get to do Halloween however you want, and you get to go to church sometimes. It's pretty cool. But anyway, I went this one time. I went uh, not this Sunday, but last Sunday. And uh, I I also should mention that I have preached at this church uh, recently. So um, I was leaving, and as I was, some uh, lady came up. She was very very aged, and she shook my hand. And rather than, you know, you, God bless you, or it's good to see you, or whatever, she just leaned in, and she kind of whispered, I like that chicken. <laughs> and I went, and I was in church mode, so I went, oh, great, awesome, thank you. And she's like, yeah, 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 and went away, and I'm like, like the chicken. <laughs> First of all, I, I went online, and I searched, and I thought, you know, okay, when she was a teenager, what? year was it and is this some sort of slang term was she hitting on me and i couldn't find anything i like that chicken you know uh plus it's probably too soon for there to be memes or anything like that back in her day i'm i'm going to assume i'm not going to do the mean thing and assume she was crazy i'm going to assume that she knew what she was talking about she may have just made a mistake maybe she was trying to say sermon i really liked your sermon from the other day but it just came out chicken. I don't know. Well, may- maybe she like did her research on you and found out about the monkey chicken dance song uh, that you wrote. Oh, uh, that would and make some sense. I, I I like the chicken now. The monkey not so much. Yeah, but the chicken was great. The great. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I've never made chicken. I've never cooked chicken. I've never purchased chicken for others to enjoy. Um, I've I have owned a chicken. But we did not share said chicken. So I couldn't think of any context whatsoever. But it is always awesome. And I am one of the few that can say that I've had an old lady lean in close and say, (laughs) I like that chicken. 
Maybe it's some kind of like code word, and if you respond correctly, <laughs> I got a she, It'll open up this entire world of like this intricate spy network. I get to date old ladies. That's what it would open, and I don't want to open yeah, that. So, <laughs> he likes the chicken too, ladies. <laughs> all of a sudden, the church is packed out with all these, uh, yeah, golden girls. No thanks, no thanks. But next I, time you, next time you see her, you should respond with. The fox is in the parlor and see if like there's some kind of code the, word the there. The fat man walks alone. <laughs> see if there's any kind of response to that. So, yeah, if she says it again and winks, then I'm going to know and I'm going to run. But what the thing I hate the worst is not what she said, but what I said, because I've, I've promised myself several things. And one of them is that I will never allow a group of people like a church to to mandate how I'm supposed to be, you know? I let God yeah. do that, and that's about it. So what does this new reform James do? The first time somebody <laughs> says something weird, I smile and nod and say, well, thank you, as if I knew what in the world she was talking about. She may have a brain aneurysm and die, and I could have been the one that saved her. But anyway... I don't think you you can't blame that on like the church pressure, can you? That's more just like social pressure of that's she's all I've ever like had, though. So maybe you're right. Okay. Maybe everybody has act like acts like this, but uh, yeah, I, I was taken aback by my reaction. I because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the chicken was supposed to be. All right, what about you, man? What's your backstory? Um, well, uh, so I, I mentioned this to you before the show, basically, so I've got this, this podcast, I'm not going to do too much self-promotion, but it's called <laughs> Success Face Podcast, and it's basically, I'm playing this character called Chris Rich Life, where I'm just an over-the-top, ridiculous, you know, cheesy, uh, success guru, ah. who gives all kinds of terrible advice and and all kinds of stuff. Much of his advice is probably not only inadvisable, but illegal. Um, <laughs> and, but it's all parody, right? I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's all satire. Yeah. It's all parody of, of you know, the whole success, get rich quick, gurus, all that I, stuff. I call, them the, I call it the entrepreneurial movement. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> manure. No. Yeah, being nice. the operative word. Um, so I got the most exciting email... I've ever gotten relating to this podcast. Somebody wants me to be a guest on their legitimate upstart entrepreneurial podcast. Is that the one you shared with me? Oh, that's right. I forwarded it to you. <laughs> this guy, I'm on a podcasting group uh, that I, you might be into. I'm not sure. But uh, this guy was looking for, hey, how do I find guests for my entrepreneur podcast? So I'm like, well, I know Chris Richlife. You should email him. <laughs> so he does. He emails Chris Richlife, which is me, and and asks me to be on a show. So I go on this elaborate, ridiculous email response talking about how I filled my hot tub up with coins and then realized that was impractical so i refilled it with chocolate pudding you know just totally ridiculous over the top response well he re he wrote back and he's like oh that was funny and I, <laughs> I want you to be on my show will this date work for you so it kind of like all went over his head that i was kind of making fun of him in my reply <laughs> and he still wants me to be on the show so i am totally going to be on a legit entrepreneurial <laughs> Get Rich uh, podcast, 
and I'm going to be Chris Richlife, which is the most ridiculous character ever. So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, please do tell me, and uh, yeah. I will promote. And well, at first I want to listen to it, and then, then if I feel <laughs> if I feel awesome, I'll share it. But I like to keep That's- stuff like that for me. Yeah, I'm I'm a little worried that he'll like record it and then realize, holy yeah. crap, I just got played. I'm not going to post it, so I'm going to ask if I can record it on my end. There you go, so, so that I can have a copy just in case it doesn't <laughs> follow through. I don't know, not to diss the guy, but um, he didn't seem like the brightest duck in the pond. So you'll probably yeah. pull it right off, and you'll and then you'll burn in Hades for the rest of your. <laughs> eternity for it because you take probably, advantage of of a guy <laughs> who really wants to be successful and doesn't know how so he follows these idiots and and <laughs> and you're making fun of them you know some of the most valuable life lessons come from when you from kiss chris count yes we know yes we know. yes that's that's what i was gonna say definitely <laughs> um okay but but the real backstory is I got covered in my kid's blood last week. Yuck. Uh, yeah. Um, it's not, I don't know if it's a funny story, but it's very notable. Um, this uh, last Friday, I uh, got to take my two-year-old to the ER because he got a huge... He, I don't know how gory you, I should go with this, but there's there he ripped the skin <laughs> on his forehead. <laughs> Less than that! Okay. No, he what did, did he hit it on? What did he hit it on? What, what did he hit Nothing it on? Nothing happened. What did he hit and it on? And that's the end of the story. Um, so anyways, I... I what he, did he hit his head on? Oh, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> he hit it on a bus. <laughs> on, a, on a bus? <laughs> on a bus. <sighs> Which sounds worse than it is. But he, basically he was uh, exploring uh, a bus that my other son takes. And he stepped off the ledge where there's like the... <sighs> the wheelchair uh, lift. Yeah. And on his way to the ground, he hit his head on the wheelchair lift and it kind of sliced ripped, him open. Uh, ripped his, his uh, forehead skin. Gosh, it and, didn't uh, slice it. It ripped it, didn't it? Ah. It did. It did. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, I could see his skull. So. No way. No yeah. way. For real. For real. Yes, you I saw could see his skull bone. I saw bone <laughs> in his forehead. And uh, I got blood all over my sweater, which was one of my nicer sweaters. And and uh, we rushed to the ER and <laughs> spent the entire day in the ER waiting around mostly and then got him patched up. And then we just found out today that we have to take him back at an ungodly hour in the morning to have his stitches removed. But uh, the kid was tough, though. He's a tough kid. His biggest concern the whole time had nothing to do with the huge gash in his head. It had everything to do with the fact that he was really bored at the hospital and just wanted to go home. So, uh, And, of course, getting the needle for the IV. But, uh, gosh. So that was, <laughs> that was quite an adventure. I, I guess I respond even worse than normal because I can relate in some way if – People that have listened to our show back when it was called Nobody's Listening will recall on episode 50, The Finger Lie, where I talk about when I chopped my brother's finger off with a hatchet. What? Yeah. I missed that one. And then I had to carry him to the back, you know, and and as I'm running, I'm trying to make up a lie so that I won't get (laughs) killed by my mom. 
And yeah, I, I spent a better part of a day with blood all over the front of my shirt, just drying oh, and sticking. Wow. And so yeah, it's pretty gross. I can I can not only imagine it, I can relive it. So it's did did is did is he still missing the finger? Or did you get it sewed back on? They, that they sewed it back on. Um, it oh, didn't come completely off, uh, but but it almost did. And 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 you can still see the little. It's like nearly headless <laughs> Nick from uh, from Harry Potter, where you can oh, see yeah. a little niche oh. of skin. <laughs> you can see the scar all the way around, except for this one little normal part. So uh, oh, man. yeah, it worked out okay. So anybody that's still listening, um, <laughs> I'd love for you guys to uh, consider if you love this show. And if you don't love it, then quit listening. If you don't love it yet, keep listening. But if you love it, help us out and support us for a quarter a show. It's just a buck a month. Become a quarterbacker. Uh, yes. You can get access to backer-only content and special offers. Chris will be the first to tell you that whenever I get some cool beta invites, who gets yeah. them first? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and the other patrons. That's right. And uh, if I get access to some new social media network thingy, Bob, they're going to get, you know, they get access to that. Plus, you know, just special content that we put out just for you. Uh, so do it. Jump in there. It's over there at um, patreon.com slash NLCast. That's P A T R E O N.com slash NLCast. And uh, thank you to um, all of our supporters that are over there right now. Um, so without any further ado, I want to jump right into our featured stories. And they are from you. They are from you, you listeners, you. And the first one comes to us from Steve from Hill Number 1, Alabama, if you can believe it. It's a real place. Uh, this is called The Most Embarrassing Moment in the History of My Life. That's his, his title. So here it goes. Nice. I was playing with my older brother and our friend in a creek that's in our neighborhood. I was 11, and I adored my older brother, who was 14. As we're navigating our way through the thick brush and foliage, 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 I decided to try to impress my older brother and Arnold, the friend, by jumping across the creek. I got myself a running start and jumped with all, my, all the might my stubby legs could muster. I made it to the other side, but I landed waist-deep right into a pit of mud. There I was, stuck. My brother and our friend were laughing their butts off, but that wasn't the embarrassing part. That came when I tried to pull myself out of the mud. At first, it seemed that I, was, I wasn't getting out without any help, but just as I was about to call out, the mud let loose of my legs, and I slid out easily. I held up my arms in a victory pose, but this just made my brother and the friend laugh all the harder. I looked down, and I realized... Why um, I so easily freed myself from that sticky mud. Apparently, my pants had decided that they liked the area <laughs> and invested in a timeshare. And uh, had, and uh, as I had gone up, they had stayed put. So, yeah, I realized I was standing in a victory pose, wearing nothing but a T-shirt and my underwear covered in mud. I had to cross back over the creek, which washed off a bit. What what little bit of covering I had, the mud, and, and then I had to streak across the street in my brown stained underwear to get home. Uh, when oh. I burst through the front door, my mom was in the middle of her weekly Zumba workout, and uh, <laughs> she she turned around just to see who had come through the door, and there was no oh what happened? Just where in the doodle cake is your pants? 
So I explained what happened, and while I got cleaned up, she made my brother go out and start fishing in the mud for my pants. And after an hour, he recovers them, only to find that they actually were his in the first place. See, I had run out of jeans, and I'd borrowed his, and I'd used a pretty crappy excuse for a belt. So if you're gonna if you're gonna show off for your brother, he says, make sure you're not wearing his clothes because they're big and loose, and they will let go. But he he says they're uh, they're on his side, by the way, and they will do anything in their power to embarrass you. Your faithful listener, Steve. <laughs> That's awesome. I loved mud. I loved mud all the way up into um, early adulthood, even. And if you want to call early adulthood you know, 18, 19, because, uh, in, in St. Mary's, Georgia, outside where my wife or future wife lived, there was just this mud area. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a nice little, uh, Creek. And then the water would go down, you know, low tide and all the water would go away. And just this muddy, not riverbed, it was flat and, and slippery. Anyway, we'd get down in that stuff and run and then slide for miles. It was so Absolutely fun. And then the water would slowly come back in and you'd rinse off and uh and these little shrimp would start jumping around. They'd come jumping out of the <laughs> out of the thing. And one of them uh, my sister, we had we'd finally got her to come in with us and uh she was having a great time until them shrimp started jumping. She was pretty nervous. And then one of them did a backflip out of the water and landed right on her where her lapel would be if she was getting married uh as a groomsman <laughs> or something. And she looked down at the thing and screamed and run and jumped through the air, landed in the canoe that we had with us, kicking the entire time. And her shins just were getting beat up so bad. And we were not, we were just dying. It was it was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Were it's they little, legit shrimp? Like you yeah, could cook them and eat them? Yeah, just little little shrimp. And this thing, like I said, it nice. did a boop, and it landed right on her, <laughs> just a little backflip. And uh, she was not excited to see it. She screamed really, really hard. That's awesome. Um, anyway, so that stuff happens. Mud's great. Destiny, the puppy dragon from Evansville, Indiana writes, uh, this story. It's called Zumba is stupid. It's another Zumba themed one. Uh, my story starts at the YMCA. I go to Zumba atomic Zumba atomic. I'm sure I'm supposed to blend that. Uh, she says, says, it, uh, actually, I don't know if it's a girl or a guy. Sorry. Destiny. It's a girl. Uh, it's Zumba. It's a girl. Zumba. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know anything about That's my take on it. I know nothing yeah. about health and wellness. So <laughs> I don't know a single straight guy who does Zumba. Okay. So. There you go. Well, Zumba tonic, Zumba tonic. Anyway, she says it's actually for kids, but my middle school self goes because I think the real Zumba looks stupid. So there's the title. Zumba is stupid. Some of my okay. friends go as well. And one of them is pretty much insane. Well, you didn't have to tell me that she's a middle schooler doing Zumba tonic with kids. Uh, middle schoolers always act insane. But anyway, she was standing next to me during the superhero song. Do you know what the superhero song is? I don't. The superhero song? Yeah. No. I assumed it was something everybody knows because she just said the superhero song. Well, anyway, following the instructor, I flung my arms out to the side and I heard an owl. And I turned to her, my crazy friend, and one of her eyes is scrunched up. My other friend was on the floor laughing. I say simply to her, now you're a super pirate. And I continue to dance. Oh, by the way, this is the middle school thing. Forgot to. Yeah, I was starting to gather that. Forgot to play the super, or the uh, super, super pirate, the uh, middle school drama 
you're, it's, the fact that right you're there. reading it seriously, though, is throwing me off. It is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I will finish it with the correct voice. I continue <laughs> okay. to dance. I continue to dance laughing the entire time because I laughed the entire time, the whole time. Even when it wasn't funny anymore, I still continued to laugh the entire time. <laughs> time i'm still laughing the entire time because the time hasn't ended i didn't know when it ended so i'm laughing the whole time anyway we all laugh for a long time while after the song and i got a few strange looks from some six-year-olds well there you know that's when you know you're mature is when a six-year-old mm-hmm. looking at you weird when you're when you're under maturing a six-year-old you know you're a middle schooler anyway when we bring it up, we all laugh. We still laugh. We're laughing still <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> it's amazing how many times they've laughed. No damage was done to her eye. Therefore, the, son- the story has no value, except for my little moral at the end. It's not that Zumba is stupid. It's that you're not stupid enough. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I messed it up. It's not that Zumba is stupid. It's that it's not stupid enough. That's, that's what I put for the middle schoolers present. Nice. Zumba's not stupid enough. Nate from uh, Wooster, Wooster, Wooster. Nate from Wooster, Ohio writes in. Uh, the story's called The Guy Who Tried Way Too Hard. And it sounds, <laughs> the title like that sounds like it's a, a beginner reader book. You know, this is, this is Bill, the guy that tries way too hard. Bill has a, Bill has a cow. Anyway, my sophomore year of college, he says, I had a girl crazy roommate. I always worry about these kind of stories. Maybe they're just really talking about themselves, but they don't want to oh, say. Oh, it's one of those, yeah. It's like, oh, I, I have a friend who, yeah. yeah. Well, just yeah. like our last story, right. Destiny said, I, I have this insane friend. Well, right. all the insane friend did was get hit in the face by her insane friend. You know, right. So who's the insane friend? Who's the one that got looked at strange by six year olds? Huh? Who went and asked, Hey, you guys that looked at us weird. How old are you exactly? I need to know later for a a show I listened to. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the guy that tried way too hard. My sophomore year of college, I had a quote unquote girl, crazy roommate. His first victim. I love that was a waitress at a local restaurant. He killed her. The end. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is he girl crazy or like actually legitimately psycho? <laughs> my, love, a victim? my lovesick yeah. roomie went out to dinner nearly every night just to see her. After a couple of days, they were talking, joking back and forth, and eventually they even exchanged numbers. After a couple of weeks of this, he told me that he was going to leave her a $20 tip to make an impression. And that evening after dinner, he did just that. The next day, via text, she thanks him for the large tip, saying it was so nice of him and such. This was his moment, and he replied, Well, you can return the favor by letting me take you out to dinner, of all things. Uh, Her reply was, Um, I don't think my boyfriend would approve of that. So cue the the sad trombone music on that one. Here it is. We actually have some for you. Laughing, I asked him how much he had spent not taking out his waitress crush. (laughs) He just mashed his forehead into his fists. And let's just say he never went back to that restaurant ever again. So, and you know, I don't, I, I don't feel sorry for him because you know, when you eat at Waffle House, as much as that, you know, every lady there, every worker there is either married or taken. 
because they are just the highest, classiest, hottest women in the planet. So, and just, if, yeah, if they're neither of those, they're out of out of your league, and they're going to want to. Uh, they're going to tell you they're, they're going to compliment anyway. your chicken. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah. I like that chicken. Yeah, you so. know what the the worst pickup line I've ever heard was. Um, was it was actually it, it it has uh significance to my family because it was actually the first thing my grandpa ever said to my grandma yeah and it was do you want <laughs> to go eat some chicken <laughs> do you want to take off shoes and hold toes <laughs> whoa <laughs> that is terrible that's the first thing my grandpa ever said but somehow i guess it worked so <laughs> Because <laughs> here I am. And what year was this? Because oh, grandpas aren't like, as old as they were when I was a kid. You know that would would have been like thirties. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, dang. Yeah. That was downright risque then. Oh yeah, yeah. Toes? Hey, you can't show show your toes. What kind of woman do you think I am? I don't go just holding toes with just anybody. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, and. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do often wonder about people from the 30s and the 20s and all that, you know, the cowboy days and, and what they would do walking times, through. Yeah. yeah, just walking through a mall these days, you know, the stuff that we consider normal. Uh, oh, my is, gosh. It's, yeah, it's a little insane. But uh, anyway, this one comes to us from the one and only Banana Lanza. How come I can't read names, but I could pull that off. But anyway, uh, it's just from Indian Trail, North Carolina. Yeah, I call this inspired by Kirk. I wanted to share a memorable moment from my childhood, which involved startling my dad into believing that he had missed the second coming, the rapture. In our old house in Connecticut, we all shared one small bathroom. When my brothers and I were younger, we had to take turns showering at night after dinner, which is a good practice. It's a good practice to take turns. One evening... My nine-year-old brain came up with a prank that was inspired by the classic Kirk Cameron movie, Left Behind. It, does, does it warrant yes. the word classic? Or is he just referencing it because it was? it's not the new one? I, it just seems I, like it's giving it a little bit too much. Classic is pretty strong. Yeah. Like, It's a Wonderful Life is classic. <laughs> Die Hard is classic. <laughs> Left Behind. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I yeah. Know. Not that one. Anyway... He was inspired by it. So it was my turn to take a shower. And I quietly stripped down to my boxers and I laid my clothes out to look like my body had been vaporized, yet my clothes had not. And I hid in the tiny cabinet under the sink. I waited under that sink with the bleach and the cleaning supplies for a solid 20 minutes before my dad finally poked his head in the bathroom to discover my quote-unquote raptured remains. <laughs> I always love that idea that we're going to just be <gasps> naked, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't want the rapture to happen. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. If, if I'm going to have <laughs> see all these people naked, I don't want to go to heaven anymore. Because I know we're going to get robes and crowns when we get there, but apparently the trip there, we're all butt naked. It's totally, totally naked. Yeah. yeah. So. Did you did you see all those like the seventies uh 
Oh yeah, uh, Thief in the Night. Thief in the Night. Uh, yeah, I'll take the mark. Oh. I'll take the mark. Yeah. Oh, those movies totally freaked me out. Yeah, back in the day, it's yeah. the closest thing to sci-fi that that hardcore Christians have is yeah. the Book of Revelations because everything else that's just like it from other books is of the devil. <laughs> exactly. My I, favorite, uh, my favorite Rapture movie. Have you ever watched any of the more recent ones other than Left Behind? No. Oh I haven't gosh, even there's... seen Left Behind. Oh, dude, you gotta. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> so, no, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> Except there is one you gotta see just for kicks. It's called Apocalypse. It's actually by the same people who did the original Left Behind because all those people do is, um, movies basically about the rapture and end times. Gotcha. That's like all they do. And there's a movie called Apocalypse, which was one of their first drama movies. And it is so good. Oh, yeah? In all the worst ways. It's oh, so good. Oh, one of those. Okay. So when they get raptured, their clothes, everybody's clothes are neatly folded. Hey! Wherever they were. <laughs> Obviously a reference to uh, Christ's burial clothes there. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I just thought it was, I think it's hilarious. That's amazing. We're going in the twinkling of an eye, but... Uh, but you got time to fold your your dungarees there. I like that. Yeah, or maybe Jesus is handling that for you. Then, He's like, no, you you head not on up to heaven. I'll be right there. Let me just. Fold well, how your do clothes. you fold your underpants though? That's see, that's a question for us. No matter <laughs> how much time you have, do you fold them this way? Do you fold them like a t shirt? Do you ball them up, throw them in the drawer? So yeah, it you is. Just it's a good hide them behind your other clothes. I, I just imagine all the people left behind for real. They're going through houses, you know, looking to see if there's any cool stuff. And they're just like, you know, these Christians, they were just awfully nice and tidy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That'll be the thing that brings the the, the people in. Uh, yeah. But anyway, he says, uh, he says, I, I, my dad poked his head into the bathroom, discovering my raptured remains. I could hear him searching around frantically for me uh, <laughs> all around the bathroom and t- all the places that there are to, to hide in a bathroom. Until he finally found me from all the giggles emanating from under the sink. <laughs> so, yeah. And my, my, uh, my, my take on this is that it was all fun and games until his daddy beat his right and left behind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't find everything he says so funny. Yeah, neither do I. Fred, a.k.a. the crazy Georgia driver from Fluffy Landing, Florida, writes in, and his, uh, his story is called The Funeral Home Church. Years ago, when I was working with a youth group, I took three or four middle school boys to attend a multi-church two-day function in the northern part of the state. The church uh, the event was held at uh, had purchased a funeral home that was right next door uh, to the church, and they constructed hallways to connect the two buildings. The old funeral home chapel was being converted into the church's youth room. That night, a youth leader from another church and I were the only adults staying in the church with about a dozen middle school boys. We took our stuff into the old chapel, and I set up my air mattress toward the front of the room. And the other youth leaders did the same. All the boys wanted to sleep on the opposite end of the room, which we were perfectly fine with since they were middle schoolers. (laughs) Uh, Both of you have worked with kids. He's talking about me and John. 
And you know that it is mandatory if you're staying with a bunch of middle school boys in a place like that, then you cannot resist telling them the history of the building, especially when the building has a history because you can make one up on the fly, you know. Somewhere near midnight, the boys were all gathered down near their sleeping bags, talking and laughing about whatever middle school boys talk about. And the other youth leader and I were standing in the kitchen when I noticed a door led outside, led outside of the alley. I tried uh, not to, but I couldn't resist. I went out that side door and around to the front of the chapel, and I could hear the boys just on the other side of the big double door. So I grabbed them and started shaking them as hard as I could. <laughs> And I took off back, running down the alley into the kitchen. I made it back just in time. Um, and and uh, just the second before the boys came running in, totally freaked out. They exclaimed <laughs> that somebody was trying to get in. And I walked with them into the chapel to the doors and I opened them up. And there was no one, of course, anywhere in the street or anything. And that freaked them out even more. None of them happened to notice that the door to the alley was still open, by the way, when they came in. <laughs> And they never pieced together that the other leader or I could have done it. A couple hours later, another adult decided it was time to call it a night and go to bed. And when we went back into the chapel, we discovered that all the boys had moved their sleeping bags to the same end of the room as us. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Moral Love. of the story. Middle schoolers are much more fun to be around when they're completely terrified. True or, yes. or not? <laughs> yes, True. That's the reason why we do it, man. A couple of our first episodes revolved around scaring people to death, or middle school kids specifically. So it's also possible with high school kids. Yeah, the the idea of an inner child comes from the fact that you can see it when you start telling them about spooky stuff. <laughs> uh, Keith Helsley from Alt- Altamont, Illinois. Uh, it's called Poop on a Tree. Pretty much tells the story itself. My kids were fairly young, probably in their grade school years, old enough to have known better, but then so was I. One Sunday afternoon, or Saturday, we took a walk around the neighborhood. After doing some window shopping downtown, it was that time of day for my stomach to start feeling empty and my bladder to feel full. All my kids acknowledged that they also might have need of a restroom break soon. On the way home, we passed a small playground behind a Catholic church and went and school. Uh, my kids all felt they needed to stop and play. And I agreed, but I warned them that we couldn't stay long. And I have to play this for this. Because there's doom coming. There has to be. I started to round everybody up. Uh, then a commotion broke out. It was my second oldest kid, or number two, as I like to call him now. He had his pants down. He was squatting next to a tree. And let's just say he was fertilizing it. <laughs> The nuns were really nice about it, but I still made him run the last couple of blocks home, get a bucket of water, a rag, and clean up the tree. <laughs> it's so nasty. Uh, moral of the story, how, nuns are cool with your kids pooping on their trees. So go try it today. How, how old was this kid? I don't know. I didn't say. <laughs> that's what I want to That's an important piece of information. Oh, man. But when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. I guess. I guess so. Goodness gracious. Yeah. No, uh, Keith is Keith is an older gentleman. He's not ancient, but he's older. So his kids, you know, grew up probably in the 70s and uh, early 80s. And, you know, the, the rules were different then. You know, you could poop on a tree if you wanted yeah. to. You know? And that's, that was back before Obama. Yeah. <laughs> in the 90s. 
the politically correct 90s come along. You can't poop on a tree anymore without having your kids taken away from you. So. Wake up, America. <laughs> poop on a tree today. Uh, Take I- back your trees. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just don't poop on your trees. Poop on other people's trees. Catholic trees. Preferably. Yeah. yeah. Miss Lorax from Belchertown, Massachusetts writes uh, a story called Fake Child Abuse. It's always a good thing to joke, joke about oh child gosh. abuse. So that's why we put it in. Uh, this happened just last year at a summer camp I'd gone to for the last two years. It was a drama camp. And the teacher, who was incredibly awesome, had just done this really emotional exercise. And at least five of the girls, including myself, were in the bathroom crying and talking it out. Yeah, that sounds absolutely awesome. I love that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> Getting all churned up for no reason. <laughs> but we were just sitting there and this older lady comes in to use the bathroom. And as she's washing her hands, she suddenly noticed our faces are tearful as we're drying it up with a concerned voice. She says, are you girls all right? And we all look up and say jokingly, well, our, our teacher's abusing us, but we're fine. Oh my God. And we start giggling, but then we notice that she has a very, very more concerned look on her face. And she leans in and says, do you need me to call someone? Do you, I liked your chicken. Um, she, she, we look at each other and burst out laughing. And we spent the next few minutes trying to convince the lady that we were joking and we were just fine. Uh, keep up the awesome podcast, guys. I'm unbelievably happy that you've rebooted it. I think my family has gotten tired of me gushing about it, though. Moral of the story is this kind of thing never, ever, ever happens in the men's room. And I'm very, very, very glad of it. I was good. I was going to say the moral of the story is there's nothing funnier than child abuse. <laughs> That's what I was going to write first. I actually did. I like, then you thought better of it. Yes. Like, children's, yeah. yeah children's uh, child abuse is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, always joke about that, kids. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, Victoria, it's our last story for today. Victoria from the Holy City, Oklahoma, uh, mm-hmm. writes in a story called Yellow Drank. When I was about eight years old, I was at a friend's birthday party and we were eating dinner and the two drink choices were milk and lemonade. So I had to mix them together and I drank it and threw up. Just kidding. Um, oh. uh, I had finished my cup of lemonade as I started asking for uh, someone to please. Ah, I, I couldn't remember the name of the stuff that I wanted. I wanted lemonade, but could not remember it. So I said, Hey, could you please pass me the picture of urinade? Oh. In the following few seconds, there were several spit takes and assorted laughter. It took me several seconds to figure out what was so funny and what I had actually said. Now, whenever my friends and I have lemonade, we think of the pee and smile. I <laughs> love the show, Victoria. First, it's How- lemonade. <laughs> and as I was going to tell her, you, you, the part wasn't that you said urinade. It's that you didn't do it correctly. First, it's lemonade. Then it's urinate. What were yeah. you going to say? No, I was just. How do you get those two confused? I don't even. Well, I, I think she she mentioned that I, I kind of skipped a part where she said she wanted to call it yellow drink, um, and then it got confused with uh, pee. Okay, okay. So the yeah from she, yellow kind of. Okay, she just okay. she just jumped three things ahead in her in her in her brain trying to figure out. Lemonade. I don't gotcha. know. You skipped that important story beat in the uh, in the in the story. So 
Sorry. Missed out. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys and galleys. That is our show for this week. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Excellent. And it has been for me as well. We uh, John's not with us today because he is he's a, no longer with us. He, he's dead. He's a, he, he was child abused. Um, <laughs> he's stuck in some mud and his pants came off. Uh, he is a kid's pastor and he is in the midst and the, the death throes of uh, a Halloween alternative. Um, so he's, he's done, but he's just tuckered out. So um, I'm I glad love Halloween alternatives. <laughs> Whatever you can do to not celebrate the holiday directly is uh, is the goal, I think, of of those. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's the <laughs> it's the happy holidays of Christianity. We, we exactly we can't celebrate the. I should, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we all know. I call it candy ween because I celebrate what's important about the holiday: costumes and candy. Dadgummit. Plus, it's yes. the only time of year I let my kids eat anything other than chocolate. Because I'm tired nice. of paying for fillings, silver teeth. Anyway, oh. want to remind you guys again to support us for a dollar show. Oh, a dollar show would be nice, but we just need a quarter a show. If you like the show, support it over there at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash NLcast. And uh, one more thing I just want to mention, um, uh, letters to Lewis.com. It's a rock star dad. It's one of our listeners. He's, he's my co-host over on uh, moviebeatdown.com. And he's discovering truths about life, family, and faith expressed through a series of letters on his blog written to his infant son. Um, you can check it out. It's amazing. He writes a couple a week over there at letterstolewis.com, L-E-W-I-S, letterstolewis.com. Well, that's us, guys. Um, go to our website and comment on this episode. Get involved with the community. Um, it's a podcast community. It's pretty awesome. Um, but you can get there through thatstoryshow.com. Our Twitter is at that story show. Uh, join the um, I just said that the <laughs> network community group at uh, nlcast.com slash group. That's how you can get to it too. Uh, review the show on iTunes or wherever you found us. That story show.com slash iTunes is a good shortcut to get you there. And consider supporting this show. Come a quarterbacker for just a quarter per show at that story show.com slash Patreon. Man, I'm I'm doubling up on everything. Thanks to uh, thanks to you, Chris Cowan. Go check out his podcasts. Uh, the the, uh, the the my success and uh, let's see popmockers pop, pop or just go to Break Room Studios. You can look them up on iTunes or online. Thanks to our backers, Rob Gobers for our theme music, our spouses for letting us record, our story contributors. Thanks to Rebecca Dubin and everyone who listens. Remember, remember this. You don't remember anything else. When something crazy, embarrassing, annoying, gross, or weird happens, like your son's frontal forehead just is ripped off, if it's funny, remember. Remember this one phrase. I'm going to call that story show. That's what we want you to remember. So we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Chris. You're awesome. Thank you. Visit nlcast.com for other great NLcast network shows.
Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.